The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point here today. We're reflecting on the impact of what these travel restrictions imposed on South Africa and other countries are likely uh, to have. Already we know of South Africans that have been stranded in Mauritius. It's one of the countries that then stopped travel completely in the wake of the announcement of this new Omicron variant of COVID-19. Dr. Unati Sonwabile Henama is a tourism lecturer at the Tswane University of Technology. Dr. Henama, good morning to you, and thanks for your time today. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Kathleen. So I suppose this is something that was not really seen coming. I mean, last week this time, maybe even up until Thursday morning, it could not have been anticipated. Have you been surprised by the way in which countries, several countries have responded with these immediate lockdowns that, of course, have set travel into absolute chaos? Um, I'm not surprised when countries put South Africa under lockdown and on the red list. I think the biggest lesson and tragedy out of this is this became a communication Hiroshima. You know, this could have been better communicated by the National Command Council. And I believe the scientists this time uh, possibly did not speak in their language. What do you mean by that? I mean, what could have been done differently, at least practically? I, 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 I definitely believe we could have better handled this by this communicated by the presidency so that um, we could have industry participation because the National Command Council obviously will have a deliberations with different stakeholders in the economic sector and to the economic cluster. And I believe a far better communication could have been made. Now, the, the, the thing is that this took the entire industry and the entire country by surprise. I'm not saying scientists don't have a responsibility to communicate, but I believe this could have been better communicated so that we are vet the fundamental economic challenge that it has created, which is loss of immediate jobs. But was there any way of predicting the fallout before the announcement? So um, it's easy for us to say the communication should have been better managed, but I don't see the communication being any different to what it has been under COVID-19. It hasn't been unusual to have as scientists, especially those that are doing the, the work of tracking variants, hold media briefing and announce what it is that they're finding and, you know, the result of that. Oh, so for example, Casey, what is, for example, this was communicated to the NCC, and the NCC says, can you please test the efficiency of uh, the current vaccines in managing this? And let's possibly await uh, results possibly up until the beginning of January. That would have saved our tourism industry, I mean, I'm not just a tourism industry, I'm speaking of sports tourism. The rugby teams are supposed to be here. The cricket teams are supposed to be here, Casey. Remember, Casey, remember, we must always understand, uh, COVID is more a pandemic of hunger and lack of health than a pandemic that kills people. For a country where the vast majority of citizens are unemployed and will never find jobs again. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we have been seeing then in the tourism industry that we know was just beginning to recover. This was uh, supposed to be the first December that would have uh, been somewhat of a comeback for the industry. 
Yes, I mean, um, this would have been a great tournament recovery because when you find that, Katie, the peak season is able to, we are able to garner enough financial resources to ensure that the peaks and village experience after the peak season, January, February, March, we do have enough financial resources that we have accumulated during the peak season. Mm -hmm. And also, Katie, if you look broadly, you find that Africa always has what we call the, the neighborhood effect. When there is a pandemic, Ebola, crime, wars, in any African countries, you find that African countries get the stigma and then it leads to a decrease in tourism arrivals. And if you look broadly, carefully, Africa still does not attract more than 10% of international global receipts, even though the sector is very important. So we must be increasing the number of tourists that come here, and this is a big detriment. Um, this COVID-19, and I'm not, and, I, and I'm saying, Katie, there is no country in the world which could wish to have this pandemic because it has just been a, a, an economic disaster. Mm-hmm. So, for for the tourism industry, then that has been affected, and at this point, we also don't know what the movement within the country is going to be going into the rest of the festive season, at least post the 16th of, of December. Any particular advice uh, or, or things that you have been thinking about that should not be done so as to not worsen the impact on the industry? I, I believe the most important thing is vaccination. Um, I think as people, as South Africans, we have learned to coexist with this pandemic. Um, I think we've, we are a resilient people. But I believe, let's remind our people, let the messaging around COVID-19 be positive, you know. Let's encourage our people to go uh, to vaccinate. Let's use important institutions such as churches, schools, and let's use those institutions to communicate the message of hope. I mean, already several tertiary institutions have indicated that they are encouraging people to vaccinate so that next year, everybody who comes on campus is obviously vaccinated. So I believe as South Africans, we are gradually, even though our vaccination programs are slow, we are learning to coexist with this pandemic. Mm. I want us to talk about the some of the countries that have banned us, right? And um, the impact, of course, there'll be impact for tourism, but there's also impact just for, for general business. Um, how do we begin to even count the cost of what these bans actually mean? What, what have we learned from previous bans? For example, if you look at the British, you know, the UK, I mean, they're the biggest international market that visits South Africa, around about uh, 400, 450,000 of them visit our country. They're not just tourists here. They are second home owners, you know. Now, the second home owner, when it comes to, when it comes to his um, second home, his beach home in South Africa, or his farm in South Africa, there are general workers that work there to come and clean and take care. So we're also speaking about this having an impact on your simple, small dorky, your rural hinterlands, where some of these guys have had property, especially if on the vast majority of towns in the Western Cape and increasingly on the, in, in the Eastern Cape, small towns and dorkies. So that also has an impact. And, 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 and unfortunately, unfortunately, as mm. uh, uh, South Africa, we are once again highly dependent on Western countries in ensuring that we sustain our tourism village chain. And there are not enough domestic tourists to sustain the tourism value chain. So once again, this is a big, big clap on us, a big clap on South Africa that we need to focus more on Africa if we try to maintain the resilience of the tourism industry. 
In the absence of vaccines, and by that I mean people that still refuse to get vaccinated, do you see other solutions uh, of, of how we can potentially save our tourism industry going into the festive season? I think the first important thing is that we must understand that we South Africa trade with a lot of African countries, and and we've got a responsibility, a pan Africanist responsibility, to ensure that those people that visit our country, we offer them free vaccination as a way of boosting tourism and travel and trade with with, with many of our sister brothers and sisters countries on the African continent. So we should be offering if those vaccines are available and people are not using them, let's use them for people that are coming to our country and promote vaccine tourism. The same way Zimbabwe did it much earlier in the year when vaccines were quite slow in South Africa. Um, the um, Victoria Falls were allowing South Africans and people all over to come and pay the prescribed amount of money to get vaccination. So I believe vaccine tourism can become an avenue of how we could save our tourism industry. Mm. Well, one of the challenges though becomes about, you know, we, we've only got so much vaccine to go around by the looks of things. Is that a, a situation that we can afford where you do have vaccine tourism? Do the people buy these vaccines do they get them for free as south africans are getting them currently and there of course are also the systemic issues um that have been faced where right now if you don't have an id number it is practically impossible to get vaccinated in south africa despite what the government policy may say I agree with you, Casey. I think the most important thing must understand that we cannot hoard vaccines and then they expire. Mm. I think there will be no moral justification for us having expired vaccines. Let let us use those vaccines for the people that are entering our country. Because, Casey, remember, we've got a lot of uh, neighboring countries that trade, that come to South Africa for health care every day to come and buy food and all of those things. Those people need to be vaccinated because we are interacting with them as a country. So we cannot have, we cannot have immunity this side and not have immunity on the other side. But honestly, obviously, this would become, obviously, it's about balancing what is in the best interest of South Africa and those countries. But I can certainly tell you, I would rather use those vaccines for people that are coming inside our country than having them expire. Mm. Let's talk about what the messaging then that the South African government and South Africa as a whole can be sending out right now to still, um, you know, encourage people, especially those from countries that have not banned us, to come to South Africa and to know that they will still be safe uh, despite these variants that are doing the rounds? First and foremost, I must congratulate the president um, with the message, with the very, very clear message yesterday, speaking to source markets and, and the whole world, basically. And I believe also must also be appreciative of the entire world, which basically came out better for South Africa in case that it, banning travel to South Africa is not justifiable because this variant could possibly exist in any country, just that it is the excellent science in South Africa that was able to pick it up. But I believe we must continually, obviously, giving a message of hope, being very, very positive that we are open for business and South Africa remains a bucket list destination for you to come and enjoy yourselves. I mean, already cities like Cape Town have already selling themselves as, as, as a city for digital natives where you could come here and enjoy yourself and work from home and enjoy what is exceptional about that. And I believe there is a great opportunity which is untapped about more, many more cities for them 
to obviously look at how do we benefit from this working from home arrangement, which is the biggest new trend within the tourism industry, allowing people to come spend a longer time, three to four, even six months in your country, and obviously offering, offering them incentives, of which several overseas countries are doing that. And I think it's an opportunity for us on how we could attract people to come and spend money within this great country of ours. Dr. Unati Sonwabile Henama, he's a tourism lecturer at the Tswane University of Technology. Let me thank you for your time. And coming to talk about then the impact of these travel bans, certainly uh, the conversation will continue. And I think, yeah, we'll wait and see how the negotiations between some of our international relations officials and those of the countries that have banned South Africa yield any positive result and if they can bring an end at least to the travel chaos that has ensued uh, in in the wake of these announcements